Hi, Sandy here from Ask the Pool Guy with a very special conversations with the pool guy. Enjoy. Obviously, if there's production companies that are looking around for concepts and for talent, what do you think they should be looking for? Us. So my TV show would be that. It would be it's starting the basis basis of it would be showcasing the pool industry. Now it would be what we do in our specific way, doing our certain way for sure, but it would be broad about the industry. I would want it to be about the psychology psychology of people and the awareness that people find in the environment that they get. It would be about their emotions and connecting people to their emotions. It would be a a, a place of well being. It would be helping people travel to a new location so they're traveling from their they're traveling their backyard transports them somewhere else and I think that's really important is it's an experience it's a full submersion experience 360 degrees like we talk about that there's always something visually interesting there's always secrets to be revealed there always is something else that they're going to find that they never recognized was there before so it would be all of that I think, to me, I would want to talk about the mechanics of it, so it would be about the mechanical stuff. It wouldn't be just finished product, it would be how it's done, what it looks like. To me, it would showcase a lot of our physical work, doing the work. I think that, that's an instrumental part. All we see is a final product, and I think it would be really interesting to see the intricacies of it happening, of real construction. not staged oh let's drop a rock oh I almost crushed somebody but rather the real day-to-day -day operations I think that could be sped up and you could use pieces of that throughout but I think that's important I think it's really important not to have a reveal at the end to be that's a formula that sure it works it but it works for everything else I think this is silly I and like I told you before I think it it would be instead of a reveal to the homeowner it would be a party we throw a party for family, friends, neighbors, whoever, and that becomes the reveal. Is it's, it's getting everyone else's input, not the homeowner's input. I would want them intimately involved in, in understanding the feeling of what we're doing and then let them showcase it and share it to everyone else. And almost expressing their day-to-day -day feelings. Absolutely. that is where we've really pulled the magic out of That's people. where we've connected with people and, and really like been Christmas able to. Christmas every day mm -hmm. and it's... And that's that is that's way a part that's completely that's completely disconnected. You and what I love about pool, the the tree masters is he gets involved with them and he hugs them and he hugs the tree and he loves that. And then they might come out look at it one time at one at least that's what it shows. And then at the end, and instead of it being an intimate connected look at what we're working on and and let the homeowner well, express and talk about like it. Like house hunters, once they f pick their home that they choose, their reveal is usually kind of a little party happening mm -hmm. where they have friends over and they're showing them using the space and entertaining. Mm -hmm. So I think there's room well, I, for I a think lot of those models. I think that that, it, it just shows, it shows what the pool is all about. So Bringing people together. Who's the audience then? Your pool show, who is it going to speak to? Um, I would, I would want it to be for our target audience. People like our homeowners. People like our homeowners. People who really want to enrich their lives. They're looking for lifestyle. They're looking for a way of being. They're not looking for just having something cool because somebody said to have something cool. It's, it's changing and it's enriching their lives. It's making their lives something special. And a family-friendly experience where just like people want to watch our pool videos together as a family on Saturday morning, this is a show they would watch together as a family. And the kids get involved, Saturday and night. we put them on the machine with us to let them play on a machine, and and so it's an interactive. I think that's a lot of what's missed missed in this reality TV world is it's disconnected. You go away, I'll change it. You come back and go, wow, that's that's great. Except for there's no emotional connection to it. Instead, it's just a physical connection. To me, I think we're missing 80 to 90 percent of living when we just do that physical connection. So, so what do we think that people 
that are kind of in our target audience, people that are like our homeowners that want to see, they're dreamers and they are lifestyle and they're Do you know of, what they are though? What are they? They're looking for someone that they can say, they're like me. That's their thinking. They're going, well, she's like me, and here's what she's saying. Wow, that must be for me. That's the, that's the classic Paul Miner line, was watching Melanie Dever saying, well, that sounds like us. Yeah. And, well, that must be us. They're looking for someone to be like, that, that has a similar way of being. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the big distinction. I mean, we happen to find out some of the other stuff we know about them, but I think really the key is yeah. they're looking for that third-party validation that's Well, it's also the organic. customers that watch all of our videos and say, I want the rock that I can jump off like that and mm -hmm. have fun like that with my kids mm -hmm. and have fun they like that with They see a specific thing. Right. It's not something that they a dream, well, maybe someday it could be something like this. Instead, it's, there it is. I want something like that. I want that experience. And that's what they're buying is the experience. And they're also... I think what I would like to showcase as well is getting into the theming part of people. What what makes them happy? What you and I talk about it all the time, Sandy, is that we surround ourselves with stuff that makes us happy. Let's do that on live television. Let's show people what it is that makes people happy. And it's that wanting to be a kid, it's surrounding yourself with cool things, it's having pirate interaction, and it's about allowing adults and children to daydream. Open theater. Oh, it, it's it's a theater, theater of their mind. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's physical theater, theater, but it's theater of the mind. That's also where I think it doesn't have to be one pool, one episode. I think there's probably room to do several pieces that people would wait to watch. It's it's kind of what like what pieces are you talking about? It's kind of like when I watch uh, uh, the not the Monster Garage, but one of those um, Fast and Loud, and they end up with a two-part episode building a car because it's too much to try to squeeze it into one. They put it in two episodes. I can't wait for the next episode to see what the car looks like done. I see him tear it all apart, and I see all these pieces, and it looks like a pile of shit after the first after the first episode. But they're dreaming and they're talking about how cool it is. So we don't have to have forty pools to do. Instead, here's the nothingness. Here's all the raw guts. And when Karen and I we get a project to a part where we start doing the dreaming part, and we walk around, and we dream about it. What about this? What about this? What about that? That would be interesting television because then you start to see some of it develop and you see some more of it and develop then you cut and the then you cut and then you cut it and then next week tune in next week to see what happens. And that's why if it's only if it's simply build reveal build reveal, I think we miss all of the the real good stuff. Of course it's the it's the visual. People love the visual of oh wow, look, it's it's great. Woo, I want one. But they miss the whole process. And what do our customers tell us? They love the process. Mm -hmm. It's almost that anticipation that starts building because they have an idea and they want to do the pool. And then if they just got the pool instant gratification, it would lose that that feeling of yearning that we can think of when we were a kid waiting for Christmas or that's, waiting for your birthday. That's the part that's that TV's the, missing. That's the design you, part. That's the model part. That's you are the right. build the picture part. You are right. And that's the part that a customer can share. And you can get thousands of, of minutes of video and boil it down to a couple really great sound bites. They don't have to say it perfect every time. But you're right. It's that anticipation. It's that connection that every show is missing. And that's what our customers miss so much when they when come we home leave. every day and it's like Christmas and then like the liner goes in, then it's like, but I don't get as much Christmas because it's that long, drawn out, that's yummy, a, yummy feeling. That's a great point. That it is. That they're loving it is. every day. They don't know that before they start, 
but they learn to crave it almost immediately. And then it's kind of a letdown, like when you're a kid on Christmas, like it's a letdown when, when like, okay, leave. it happens, and then it's over. And then we leave, and they're like, oh. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thing for us to think about in terms of what we do, because we create an experience. We, do, we build a pool, but we create an experience. Well, it starts with your appointment and then the tease between your appointment and when they see a design and then it's the tease between their design and the decision and then it's the decision to the and it's it's like the tease there's a better it word it's it, the yearning it, it's, it's the, it's the, the, anxious, the anxious the anxious yummy, but in a positive yeah it's a the yumminess of the experience is happening like in that moment yes so the show at its center, at its heart, is going to be about the legendary escape. It's just a, a yeah, it, it's the certain way. What is the certain way? It's everything we just described. It's theater of the mind. It's theater in the physical world. It's giving people a completely unique construction process. And unique... Yeah, um, construction un, in unexpected, anything unexpected, ever before. unbelievable, never having witnessed this before, can't believe something like this can operate this way in the way that it does. That's the certain way. The certain way is far beyond anything construction. That's what every show is missing. Every show the in all of it, the not just pools, but all of it is... It, it disconnects the customer and it focuses on the company and the product. And do you realize what we do? We focus on the customer. Now, I, I'm always saying I want it, I'm doing it my way, whatever, but it's really all about the customer. Customer focused, not product focused. Or company focused. So what is so unexpected about working with us? I imagine that construction from outside of the industry, construction all looks the same. So when someone has an anticipated interaction with a construction company, it's the same every single time. It's the same look to the guys working, it's the same behaviors, the same mannerisms, the same actions, the same attitudes the same egos, the same, all of that is the same. So how is ours different? Okay, hang on. Okay. Not only that, what we do bring different is, if you look at any sizable construction company, it's also managers and workers. What we bring different to the table is our attitudes. I mean, think about just that alone. Just the attitude that we bring and the excitement that we bring. We bring the female crew is a whole other element of unbelievableness that we bring to the table. But we have a different look. We don't look like a construction company. What do we look like? Um, not a construction company. I'm not sure what you'd say we look like, but we don't look like a construction company. Um, a guy showing up with two of teenage girls to dig a swimming pool does not a construction company make. But that's what, it, it's that experience. We don't bring the ego. We don't bring the attitude. We don't bring the, the negativity. We don't bring, we bring the light and the fun and the excitement at every move. We bring the artistry. And, and we bring the emotional connection to it. And we bring the honoring the land. We honor, we honor the space. We respect the space. We want to speak of that. We talk about, about that. Our conversations on site are in this lingo. It's it's rarely it's rarely the negative and rarely the what's wrong, but rather what's the what's right. What's right with every situation. I think that's something I don't know how to quantify it, but that is definitely something that's different from what you would expect in a construction company. So our certain way brings this passion and love and, and just oozes out of everything in us, both in how we talk, but in our actions, all of us. 
we share that with everyone in the company. We want them to share that attitude when they're there and throughout life. I don't want the people that work for us to just have a good time at work. I want them to learn that life is about a good time and that they can have that good time anywhere. They could choose to not, but if they're going to stay around us long enough, they're going to realize life is all kind of a journey and it's all kind of fun because it's what we make it. So it's that. It's what are we teaching? What, what's, what's the process of what we do teaching the young people? What is it teaching the children that, that live there? What is it teaching the parents and how they can live? What is it teaching? So all of that comes into play. I think also what comes into play is, is this desire to show the lighthearted side of life. I, that's for me, one of the big pieces is because I've carried so much weight on my shoulders for so long and felt so ugh, about all of it that I want to showcase the light side. I want to showcase the design part. I would love to showcase this talking about and dreaming and scheming about the what ifs. And not in, not in such a way that it's little one-liners, that it's little good shots for television. I would rather exp experience all of it, the, the design, the drawing, the modeling, the all of that stuff. And every project well, could go, you know. It'll include a lot of those one-liners just because mm -hmm. those oh, it nuances, will. They, they the do. energy will mm -hmm. just come out. But if you watch um, Overhauling, um, Chip Foose is his name. He's become really... They've had it's on, been on the show for on TV for about twelve or thirteen years now. They've been on for a long time, and they used to steal someone's car and overhaul it and then reveal it to them. Now it's a little less. They steal the car and more of they get it from them. And then partway through they show it to them and whatever. But what he does with a person that helps him set it up and get the car is he'll say, okay, so what color do you think that that your husband would like the car to be? And blah blah blah. And he hand draws it in front of him. And he's sitting there with markers, and he's drawing it, and he pulls out a, uh, a paintbrush, and he paints the lines on it, whatever, and then he shows them. And it's that, re it's, it's that, that anticipated part of, wow, there's an arc to that, there's a, a whatever. Well, you know, it's, it's a similar thing here. Is maybe it's not sitting with a customer doing it, but instead it could be, well, you know, we, so we sat down and we worked through the details, and, and, and here's what I'm coming up with. But and then it's... Could could you could do a drawing could. and color it could right there mm -hmm. sitting with them could but it would it would be a little bit of that and going okay so what yes no why you know and then maybe modify it do it again whatever and then that could be all shrunk down to a minute you know it could, like chip foos it doesn't show him marking every line it's mm -hmm. you know and then yeah. it slows down and he and he shows some color in his hands going and then it's mm -hmm. then it slows down and he's doing something and then there it is why would you do a show? Why would the, I don't know. Why would doing a show even be an? I don't know. Here's possible? here's something that I almost when we were talking just a little bit ago, bit ago and I started to say that and I stopped and you asked me and I, and I kind of blew it off. That moment of the universe conspiring and all of a sudden the the universe pulling all these individual projects and things together for us. I had a flash moment of TV would get in the way. That as big as we think that that would bring us to the to the world, there was the first moment was TV would get in the way, and then the second moment right after that was unless used in the right way. Let's so, not let it get in the way. No, exactly. But that was the, the reason I didn't say it was I didn't want to think okay TV gets in the way. So instead I didn't say it. But what it was was a TV show would get in the way. And then, 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 just after my mind went through that, it was like, but it wouldn't have to. And and then next thing you know, we start talking about a TV show again. So, why would I want to do it? Because I think I have a very different message than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people selling swimming pools have. To to almost all of them. It's a business to make money. And to me, it's, it's, a, it's the means to free my soul. Much like I tell every customer, like I told those people today. I don't know, and this is what I said to them. I said, I don't know if you guys understand this or not, if it makes any sense. 
but this is a part of me that's in your yard when I'm done. It is absolutely a part of who I am, and they said, yeah, we completely understand that already. That's the difference. We can call it artistic. Artistic is a bullshit word, kind of. Even like on the little thing we watch, oh, he's such an artist. You can, yeah, sure. And, and his pools are fine. Nothing against because people love that. And it, and it makes good pictures and all of that. And that's not what I want. I don't want someone to think of me as a good artist. I would rather they think of me as a good philosopher. If we could get down to the core of the core of what I would want to leave people with is my philosophy in their backyard. The the essence of who I am as the philosopher in man that you might call an artist, that's what I want to leave with people. I don't want praise. I don't want someone going, Oh, you're so awesome! I want them to, to leave with the, the, the true essence of me, the person. That's the most fulfilling to me, and that's what I've struggled with all my life, is am I worthy of, of sharing that? Because that's where, you know, it gets down to, so what do we do this for? And we may have our own reason, and maybe there's some reason in computer in the sky. But when I boil my life down at this point, it's my legacy, my lasting memory that could be gone in a generation, it could be here forever, is the man that I was and the thing that I did. And the way that I would leave that is by leaving a little piece of me with everyone that gets close enough to me. Customers included, family included, business associates included, um, you know, customers, that whole, that I want to know that the in my own mind, for my own egoic, because it really doesn't matter, all said and done, I'm dead, I'm dead, I know that. But I would like to know that I gave all of me in trying. I gave all of me in all of the things that I wanted to try, I gave it all. And that's what I would hope customers get from me is that Al gave us everything he could give. So as you were talking, I was framing why would we do a TV show, and it would be to change the world. And I came to that realization after it was about influencing the consumer mindset so that people watching the show who were thinking about a pool or thinking about anything in their lives would look at it from the feeling and the life enhancing aspect of it not the stuff aspect of it and then it would from the being so and not the having influence the consumer mindset about pools and further the industry through the energy that the pool industry can have the happiness quotient inside of it and all the people involved in it from the design standpoint furthering the design of the vinyl industry and the guide industry by being in that spotlight and then the building styles obviously it's going to showcase the hybrid style which in turn is going to influence the mindset in the industry to be open to mm -hmm. bigger and better and, and new ideas and innovation so I think it would kind of blow the top off of innovation for hybrid to be developed mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. more markets mm -hmm. and to and, and then wrap and there's that there's another it. piece to that too is the products. I think it would be really important to showcase the things that we deem from our point of expertise which we're self-proclaiming we're experts because we freaking are. Well, we talk about it. Yeah, all the time. We are, so we, we are, are experts. We're in experts in our own we minds are but we're to have an opinion yes. consistently yes. about Yes. And this. and we've put the universal consciousness is agreed that we are expert at what we do. I would love to showcase cool products that could be, that would help those businesses, that would help, you know, I, I can imagine rolling up on something where the mistake was made and we use, we use the, the, the pipe melter D bonder thing as a means to, did you ever believe this is possible? To 
shooting a sun shelf with eco finish saying this is the future of the industry to you know showcase all those different pieces of stuff that are to me really important and that's where we could go and we could get some product placement stuff that's where we could go and get some of that which I think would be awesome but still in all of this it's theming it's how can we add our own personal twist and, and belief in theming a space Creating a space that's different and that's truly unique because it's not building theme parks, it's not building, it's building people's environments that have the essence and the sense of the places that they've been that they love to be. And it's not building themes like plastic themes. Not at all. Even some of the best on theme parks, you walk They're through very it and it's very plastic and it's very sterile because of the amounts of people that have to come through. Mm -hmm. This is a very hands-on, touchy-feely authentic artifacts yeah instead of plastic, plastic. reproductions mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. the actual mm -hmm. as authentic as we can get and, and with artifacts. right and that's what was wrong with that pirate's cove thing was it was too much it was too much of everything that didn't fit it was whatever he could find anywhere in the universe that that could fit in there was jammed in there and as space is amazing with all the rooms and everything that that was it was just it was, it, it was too cartoon movie. For it to feel real, it needs space in Authenticity. between it, and it needs dirt, and it needs age, and it needs wear, and it needs nicks and scratches and cracks. Absolutely. And it needs the authenticity of, of time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that part is really important. That's why my crazy building style is so important. That's why having a crooked eye is really good for this, because everything gets crooked with time. And we're building in some of that, and then over time it gets more crooked, which is better. Mm -hmm. But the idea right now is not, oh, I'm just hosting and going about. Well, I think the runaway you know, hit is going to be, obviously these are gaining some traction, but the one that's really going to be special is the live theater storytelling. You know, they had that um, that kind of game show, reality said, show, yeah. kind of it blended the whole... Mm -hmm knights and castles thing mm -hmm. with live action people as a part of it and I can see that's a genre that production companies are starting to step into that one like was good kind of but it missed the mark a little bit early. but this yeah. would really like it would flow in a natural like evolving way all by itself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. create that magic mm -hmm. so how does the 40 how many pools do you have left and how does that play into this I don't think it changes anything I don't, I don't really think it changes anything. So the 45 pools that you have left could be showcased in... Till they're gone. ...television episodes? So what are some of the genres for this live theming that you want to be able to work with in terms of creating this theme? Well, I, I, love, I love that old world European, you know, cafe feel. I love sort of that Old West, that March West uh, colonial America feel. I love the idea of pirate theming is a strong one for me. Steampunk I think would be really awesome. I could see doing nautical themed things. I could see doing uh, like anything train related within that genre of trains. I could see fantasy, you know, whether it's dragons and swords and, and that type of thing Camelot um, like the Aladdin that whole mystical Middle Eastern you know 2,000 years ago Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights type of themes I could see that easily I, I think uh, there's probably a hundred little pieces of all of that I could see doing down south hobo town I could see doing uh, the Caribbean, anything in the Caribbean, I could see, you know, there's there's a lot of different takes on that. They use a lot of similar materials, that up north woodsy feel, more log cabin-y heavy. There's, Would you say a lot of the pools that kind of do the, the more contemporary 
stuff, like I was just thinking Egyptian, it seems like a lot of the pools and the fire features like are of an Egyptian kind of... They're kind of, it's that, it's that travertine stone or there, there's another term for some of that stone that comes from the Middle East. It's like a white quarried, you know, real clean, simple look. Which, so Egyptian, Mediterranean, yeah, yeah, kind of, Grecian, yeah, kind of, with the urns and the flowing pots, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm, that's kind of the genre mm -hmm. that a lot of what's custom and high end mm -hmm. is kind of in that genre. It's real simple, based real on simple line. the similarities in the materials mm -hmm. and the the vessels and the way they spill water and the way they use mm -hmm. fire. It's all very mm -hmm. Egyptian, Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. If you notice, even in all the pools we watched, in, the, in that little short clip, there's one focal point. If a person were to pay attention to our projects, what they would realize is it's visually interesting from everywhere that you are in the project. It's full immersion. And a lot of people want to focus on one thing because, okay, there's your water feature or there's your whatever. I very consciously and subconsciously go through a design as I'm building it. Like I've told you, I build it in my head a hundred times before I write it on paper. And it's always, I walk around to the three-dimensional model in my head and I look at it from every perspective. I take that yard. So like this design that I just worked on here for these people. And I picture their yard. I have the deck in my head. I have it all there and the elevations, and then I start building the pool. And if I'm standing here, what does it look like? If I'm standing there, what does it look like? What if I'm down here in this elevation? What if I'm up here in this elevation? What if I'm over there? And I'm visually looking at it from every direction. And the reason being is I want it to always be interesting. It's kind of like how we built our office. You can't sit anywhere and not be visually interested in our office. Now, we could do one wall with cool stuff and nothing on the rest of the walls. You're going to get one visual thing to look at. To me, I would rather say let's break that one thing up into a full immersion. And I think that's the difference that we don't see. That's an artist perspective because in art, what an artist at their soul and core of what they're trying to express is who they are, not who they are when you only look at it in one way. But when no matter your emotions and your place and who you are and how you feel when you're looking at it, it elicits something else. The only way I can do that in space is to make all of the space interesting. So I very deliberately try to make all of the space very interesting. And the homeowners don't understand that at first, but you heard the Boses last year say, you know, you kept talking about this space, it didn't make any sense until we walked around the corner. And you're absolutely right. Right up here, look at this and this, and exactly as you described it. Or, what do you think? I remember them saying when we were down by the water going, well, I'm not sure if I understand. And then afterwards them going, now we see exactly what you were talking about. I don't think most companies do that. I think they design a pool, plop it in the yard, call it an insane pool, put a, a rock waterfall grotto on it, which is fine. But that rock waterfall, that, that stuff we saw there is no different than 80% of what we have in custom pools built with rock waterfalls in Detroit. So why do you do that? Why don't they do it and why do you? Probably because I have been on a quest all my life to dig deeper into who I am and to identify more with what life is. And maybe it's because I'm trying to find the, maybe I'm trying to find the, someone saying, okay, you're the guy who will do it. You know, I'm trying to find that uh, permission. So in, in seeking permission, that I can be the guy that does something so incredible. It's, it's forced me to dig deep in myself and say, what is it all about? And, and coming from that place of what is my life all about and what is your life all about and, and what is our interaction all about and how can I leave a piece of me when I'm gone, our energy signature. When I'm, when I'm done here for this time, 
What did, what did I leave for you? And to me, it's, I want you to be immersed in me all the time. So really, as goofy as that might sound, the whole pool project is about leaving me there so that when you're in it, you're immersed in me somehow in more of a cosmic way. You're immersed in the energy. In the energy of, that I, I helped to, to fashion. So your energy field, like your energy field kind I'm, of surrounds I'm, I'm trapping, the I'm, whole yard. Correct. You're, you're putting it in a bubble. You're like... Leaving it there for everyone to enjoy, but I don't want them to enjoy it from one spot. I want them to enjoy all of it. To feel good in every location. In every little location, because I understand how important visual interest is. You've heard me talk about tactile visual. That's what it is for me. All of life is that. In every respect. You know how she talked in the movie about feeling her blood pumping through her veins. And I feel that all of the time. That's why I always wonder what do people feel like on themselves, on the inside. That's, that's, my, I'm, that's me all the time. And it's a tactile visual thing for me. So part of the pool design is tactile visual. How can I keep your senses heightened all the time, but not overwhelmed, but enjoyable? Because part of this is to relax as well. But when you can relax into an environment, you can enjoy it. And that's the goal. The goal isn't to make it too harsh, to make it too clean-lined, which is not natural. A pool with clean, straight lines is not a natural anything. It may be visually beautiful in the moment, but it doesn't set someone at ease. I don't care who you are as a person, I don't think it sets you at ease. I think it helps you think that that's what you're supposed to have, so therefore you have it. Your pools and your philosophy have evolved pretty darn rapidly from the time that you started doing this. Why do you think they're evolving so quickly? I was always meant to do this. Always. From the day that I took the company over, I wanted to be radically different. I just didn't know what that looked like. I knew that what we were doing was never going to satisfy me. Ever, ever, ever. And I was locked into that lock and load and go. And I remember the conversations that Mike and I would have all the time. And he would say, just get on the train track. It's already laid. And go. And just ride it into the sunset. Make money doing it. And I could never accept that. Because it, it, it had no interest. The money, as important as the money is, is not important at all. The money becomes as a byproduct for me. It's not why I do it, it's the byproduct of what I do. So all of those years, I was pushing and pushing and pushing and working toward this. I was putting my 10,000 hours of practice in, I think. Because I never really sat on my laurels and said, okay, we'll, we'll do the same thing we did every year. If we could look back year after year after year, you'll see the slow incremental changes of wanting to do more, wanting to do interesting, wanting to do whatever. And I think that when I hit my rock bottom part, it was either I have to find an absolute love for it, which was sitting right in front of me with the hybrid thing, because we had already at that point done one and worked splendidly, and yet I didn't see it. So we went on and built regular stuff for a while. And I think recognizing that, that I already had all the pieces in place. The internet, the use of marketing, the videos, we start talking. The more you talk, the more you involve, the more you involve, the more you evolve. And the more you involve, the more you evolve. And I kept evolving, and I think in, what happened was I very rapidly talked myself and others into doing more of the things that I could see wanting to do. And I don't know where the end is. And I've pushed it. Customers haven't asked me. I, I did, when someone asks for a grotto, I start with a grotto, and then the next time it's like, well, they didn't say make it bigger, better, or cooler. They said it's okay if it's just like that last one, but that wasn't enough for me. So instead of it being a little two-person whatever, it had to be a full immersion cave with windows in it, which then led to the next one that they didn't expect that, but let's do it, then we make it a themed one. And to me, that's just sort of the growingness. It's that, how can I ever evolve and be better and be different? How many hours do you think you have into the pool industry? Tens of thousands at this point. How many tens of thousands? Like many, many tens of thousands. 
This is 28 years. I would say for on an average of let's say nine months of the year, because then it trails off. But it's way. not like you stop thinking about it's it. It's not that like, no, but I mean in terms of so kind of being in it I'm though. Kind let's of like let's let's go first. Yeah, let's just go first nine months of the year. Say nine months of the year. That's nine times four, nine, eighteen. That's thirty-six weeks of the year, a hundred hours a week. That's three thirty-six hundred hours a year for twenty-eight years. Call it time times twenty-seven years. Ninety-seven thousand two hundred hours. Ninety-seven thousand two hundred hours of like actual working on the pool business. Away from away from home, working on pools. Plus another like the mental time into it. Oh, uh, that's another. Sure, Double 20, that. Twenty thousand, thirty thousand hours. Twi twenty or thirty thousand hours more. I would say probably another forty, forty-five. I don't think so. You don't think about it. You don't yeah, build I, it from the ground up a hundred times. I think and you're about it all day. And you're yes. Hours, yeah. So like every hour of every day. Pretty much. So probably could be. I mean, could even double that ninety. Could be because you only did your like season, but I bet there's not a day that goes by that you don't think there about pools. There isn't it? Well, I just it's I think about it all the time. You eat, breathe, sleep. All of it. I think that's one other thing that makes me really unique in the industry is the fact that I stayed immersed in it all the time. I didn't manage it. I stayed physically in it. And we trained ourselves by being in it. Why do you over stay physically in it right now? Because you could manage it, and you could change, and you could get on the train track. I want to. Why not? Because I love it. I love being in it. I love feeling it. I love being immersed in it. I leave, love leaving the essence of me in it. Does it ever make you anxious? Um, there's, there's anxious moments. There's moments of anxiety. There's moments of fear. There's moments of pressure of, of performance of all of that sure but when I'm in it I'm in it I'm in my element the idea of just managing and not being it hurts it kind of hurts at a soul level at a core level and I know that's not good business practice but it hurts not being in it the idea of me not going to a job and everyone else is working on it hurts. Now, I don't have to be there every day of every minute of everything, but I have to be there. So I could live there. So you alluded to kind of the business of it. Would you consider yourself a good no. business person? No, I think I'm a good talker. I think that I have no reason to lie. And I never have. I've had no reason to bullshit my way in or out of anything. I've just told it of like based on how I feel about it. And from a business perspective, I don't understand enough of the business part. I don't. I, I understand how it all works. But you're a successful business, and you have been for years and years. Right, and years. but I, it's it's because of the passion for the thing. It's not because of my management. So do you think a person with a passion for a thing has to be a good business person I don't think they to do. be successful? I don't think they do. I think they can be, and I think it probably would help. They, they could save themselves a lot of some of the oopses that I've made. But I don't think you have to be. I think an artist or someone who's creative in their own way could be creative and not be the, a great business, but could, could produce amazing stuff. I do also think that... A lot of times people are undervalued and they don't make the money that they could make. So knowing what you know, you have all this knowledge, would you take on an apprentice or an understudy? What would that look I like? Would. I would. I would love that. I would love to find a, a me of 20 years ago. Tell me what that looks like. It would be someone who is, is just doesn't give a crap. They just don't care about having a traditional life, doing traditional things, having to work X number of hours and get paid for X number of hours, it would be somebody who just didn't stop. That they were voracious appetite. They wanted to learn and learn and try and experiment and try and learn and put it all on the line 
just so that they can learn. That's the type of person. The more learning that they're willing to do, the better. Say, let's try something. I think that's one of the biggest things is people are afraid. And I think it would be somebody who wasn't locked into traditional living, working from 9 to 5, getting paid overtime when it's time to be after 40, uh, having to be home by 5 o'clock to have dinner. Uh, that so was all I would have to... Kind of looking for an immersion experience. Some, someone that wants to immerse themselves, that, that can find a passion for it. And art, you know, it, it'd be great if someone had some technical skills in drawing and all of that, but I don't think it's required. Because I didn't have technical skills in that. What I did have was the passion to learn and to try. And that's what they would they would have to be as someone who just said, let's try, we'll run the risk of losing it all, but if we don't try it, we're never going to learn. Do you think they would love it? Do you think they would need to love it? I don't know that they would have to love it initially, because I don't know that I loved it. I'll, I take that back. I absolutely loved it from the minute I started as a as a grunt on the construction crew and a grunt in the service company opening swimming pools. I loved the experience. And I, I immersed myself day one in understanding what it was all about. So I would hope they have that basis, that they love new experience, they love to grow and change, they're willing to go deep inside their own head and have those difficult conversations with themselves and with me about who and what we are as people that are willing to lay themselves out, just like I'm transparent and willing to lay myself out about any topic that someone wants to talk about, I think that would be important. Someone who's going to be closed-minded, someone who is going to be judgmental, are not good candidates. Because that automatically puts a stumbling block in between creativity, is as soon as you want to put judgment up against something, or you want to, you're out of fear, you don't want to try something. Would you I say need that open-mindedness. Someone who's like a sponge as well, just wanting to absorb everything. Absolutely, everything. absolutely, a sponge, but also a sponge that can be wrung out, because what a sponge holds, it also has stuff that could be used, and I, I wouldn't want someone that's a doormat that just gets stepped on and wants to is learning. I want someone that says, "Well, I see this, but what about this?" So they've got to be strong, a strong enough person to not be afraid of me. And, and worrying about what I'm going to say. So strong enough personality that they can say, well, wait a minute, what about this? Here's what I was thinking. And that would be probably a key piece that a lot of people would be a little bit afraid of, is being able and being willing to be vulnerable enough to be transparent and go, well, I don't agree with you, Al, and here's why. So it's got to be, it, it's a strong personality. It's somebody who's willing to just suck it all in, much like I was. I immersed myself in it. I, today it'd be easy with the internet. You can find anything you want. Back then, I took home 20 pool magazines that I could find in the upstairs, downstairs, attic, and whatever at the office and started reading it. And I got intrigued by all these weird things that I read. And it was a normal magazine that isn't very edgy, as you know, the magazines still aren't very edgy they don't they don't touch anything but the mainstream they don't hit the fringes very often how do you think you pass your knowledge down because you could have an apprentice but i think you know with the hybrid pool building i mean there's hundreds of pool builders that could really learn from you how do you think you pass that knowledge down well i'm not a good instructor teacher like teach i'm, I'm a teach by showing if put into a classroom, wait, yes, no, it, 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 that's something that I don't want to be. If I'm put in a classroom as specifically to instruct, I'll knock it out of the park home run. I don't, I don't question that. It's perfect in that case. But if it's someone that I'm in the field with and I have a goal, a task, and a thing to do, I am not interested in stopping and describing every step of the way. And the reason I'm not is because no one did that for me. What I think a good apprentice would be is someone that sees it, much like I do, see it once, learn it, infuse it into your being, and then can reproduce it. And that's all I ever did. And everything that I ever learned, whether it was plumbing a pool, whether it was learning how to PVC pipe plumb stuff together at the pad, whether it was wiring and electrical stuff, putting a circuit into a circuit break, into a, into a panel. No one ever told me, this is how you do it and this is how you don't because you're going to get electrocuted. It was simply me understanding enough and then doing something about it. And I think 
if I have to sit there and go, well, here's exactly why you do this and you do that, to me, I, I'm going to have a really tough time. That's what I mean by not being a good instructor is in the field, watch me, and then go fucking do it yourself. Do you want more people to build hybrid pools? I do. I do. I don't see yet exactly how the training would go with that, but I would want that. Do you want to be a part of the training and the evolution? Uh, I do. I do because I think what I bring to it that no one else yet does is seeing how it all comes together. I think if, if every pool was built the exact same way with the exact same hybrid part, it'd be easy to systemize. But as you know, everything that we do is very drastically different. And I'm the spearhead. I, I've got no one else that can see all of how those things need to go together yet. If I had an apprentice that could see all of those pieces, and if it's simple bolting steel walls together and then attaching a sun shelf to it, no brainer. But as you've seen, the sun shelf may now be attached to a spa, which that changes the dynamic of how that goes together. Or that sun shelf might be attached to a, a wall that drops down to a, a swim-up bar. That's a whole completely different configuration. Uh, you know, a waterfall or a, a love seat or any of those, those are each different right now, and that's the challenge with it, is, is if every yard was the same or every pool was the same, it'd be easy to put out a brochure or a book. But until we have enough experience of having done every possible scenario of connection, you know, formed walls versus poured walls versus shot walls versus steel walls and every configuration of how they go together. Once we have a catalog of every conceivable way that those go together, then it would be easy to teach. But right now it's, we have all of these scenarios and depends on which one you pick is how we're going to have to put this together. That's the challenge with it. So, so I think what we would want to do is... you develop that book? Would it be partnering I think, with the manufacturer? I think it would be maybe finding someone that wants to start doing more basic pools with hybrid elements. And, and that's probably what the training is. The challenge with the training is that we wouldn't want to bring them here to work on our projects because ours aren't that way. Because ours are more complicated. Ours are always going to be way more than just that. If it's simply adding a sun shelf or a step and that's all someone wants to start with, if it's showing up there and doing it, or if it's someone local that could learn, that would be the way to do it. Well, would it make sense to sell a project that we could have people come in for a training class to work on could that, do that one like demo project? Could do that. Maybe for the apprentice that understudies under mm -hmm. you, that mm -hmm. becomes like a do, hybrid do a builder, simple, a do simple, simple project. Builder. Do a simple project. We could sell simple projects all day long. Well, I know we could sell simple projects all day long. <laughs>